during the next half an hour or so, Pam and I will be chatting with Krista on her journey from small town to big city to medium-sized town and what she learned along the way. So going from a population of about 12,000 to about 2.7 million to about eh, 230,000, give or take. It's yeah, a lot of math. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Hi. Hi, Darren. You're listening to Obsessed with Homes. Two cousins. Mayor. And Pam. Keeping it real about real estate. <laughs> I can hear you a little bit. Should I go in the dining room? Poor Krista. Just you go to your car. Up to the car? <laughs> uh, we'll just give this a shot. All right? I'm stepping in here real quick. Poor Krista. Because at this point in my podcasting career, I am my own tech department. And that's not a good thing. So she has to suffer through a lot of time testing and troubleshooting hardware. So yes, poor Krista. And no, we didn't make her go record in the car. So we're going to start off with Pam. Hey. Shooting the hard questions. Right. Coming at you live, Krista, with a hard one right off the bat. What I'm ready. is your favorite movie? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I knew I had to get prepared for I that. I know, right? I, I really didn't think about it. Um, actually, I have to say The Birdcage. Oh, my God. Yes. Probably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Every single character in that movie is hilarious. And it's just one of those movies that every time we're flipping around and it's on, we always stop. Yeah. I love it. It never fails. We end up spending somewhere around 15 to 20 minutes talking about these movies. And it's awesome. I won't bore you with entirely all the riffs. But some of this stuff is too good to cut. Enjoy. I don't know. I can't remember who the guy is. Nathan Lee. No, no, no. The it butler. Was, oh, the, the, oh, yeah. The guy who can't oh, walk in shoes. Hank Azaria. Oh, that's yeah. right. It is Hank Azaria. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah, it's a combination of all of them. I think Hank Azaria, Nathan Lane, and Robin Williams. After the movie riffs and debating who was the funniest in the birdcage, of which I still think Hank Azaria, we launch into the meat of the podcast, starting with Krista's journey from childhood. We're going to get a little bit of background, so we want to know a little bit about you. So I know you, when I met you, you lived in Chicago, but you are not right. from Chicago. So I'm from Kiwani. It's about um, two and a half hours south west of Chicago, um, a small town, about 12,000 people. And um, our claim to fame is that we are the hog capital of the world. I didn't know if you knew. I know you knew that. I didn't. But and what does Kiwani mean? Hamden. Kiwani? Kiwani means prairie chicken, oh, I believe, okay. right? Krista, you're nailing these, these trivia Help questions that. right now. <laughs> She's getting points. So, no, a really small, really small town. Um, really nice place to grow up, but um, I definitely wasn't wasn't ever planning on staying around there when I, you know when I was um, in college. Uh, a lot of people that I went to high school with stayed stayed around the area around town, but 
I needed to get out of there. You're like, gotta go, Kiwani. Bye, Prairie Dog or Prairie Wood. <laughs> but, but, but really, really Prairie great town. Chicken. Once again, poor Krista. Pam and I got a hold of that prairie chicken, and then the hog days, and then apparently her mascot was a flying goose, and then we just didn't let up for a while. The flying what? Geese. Oh my God, you had all kinds of animals going on there. Yeah, we had a a lot of animals. It's like a natural wildlife over there. I got so many jokes. (laughs) All jokes about prairie chickens aside, we wanted to capture the experience that Krista had growing up in Kiwani. Did check because so population somewhere around thirteen thousand, which is about the size for Virginians, is about the size of Williamsburg. Like I pictured you like living in a little, like cute little crafty house on on like a Main Street area. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Good try. On a little de- on a little dead end street, um, and it was a very very small. I would say more like cottagey house. Um, but real tiny, uh, three bedrooms, one bathroom, you know, real family neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, it was when I grew up, all the kids played on the on the dead end street. You know, we we caught fireflies. We, you know, we did all that. I stuff. love that. We rode our bikes. We played kick the can. Mm-hmm. All the neighborhood. God, we grew up the same. Krista, my mother played kick the can. You didn't play kick the can. You read that in like I a did Nancy play Drew kick book. the can. I did. No, wait, we played kick the can, though. You never played kick the can there? No. We didn't. Well, they're no. in kicking the bucket. <laughs> no, no. My mom used to say that she played kick the can. Yep. I just, I used to make a lot of jokes when my mom said she played kick the can. I was like, oh, you just played kick the trash. That's cute. Nice. But now I know it's a real game. Yeah, I feel you, Krista. I was kicking the can too, girl. It's a game. I feel bad. Yep. Yeah, we'll play it afterwards. Really? Yeah. Totally. We're taking her down, Krista. We're taking her down. Depending on who you are and where you are, growing up in a small town like Kiwani can make you feel isolated. And depending on the opportunities available for you, you could feel trapped. That's kind of what it was like for Krista. She knew that there was something else out there for her. And she decided that it was time to leave the prairie chicken behind. At that time, I wasn't going to leave Illinois because pretty much none of my family left the the immediate area. So for me, like moving to Chicago, that was that was a big deal. But I did definitely want to live in the city. I had no interest in living in the suburbs, and I got a studio apartment. So I lived in a in in basically like a closet, <laughs> but it was um, a, a really nice building. My first one. It, it was it was beautiful actually. It was a really it was an older building that was really rehabbed well and with the with the elevators that you I don't know what you call them but you know that you pull the yeah you pull the door yeah oh, those are the, the was old fashioned build- elevators because I totally needed to know and I figured so did you I researched this cool elevator because I love it it's called a sliding gate elevator. And it does give buildings a vintage flair. Yeah, it was it was very cool. For years, life was super exciting for Krista. She was living in the big city. She had a bunch of friends around. They were finding the best buffet happy hours so they could save on money. It was fun. But as time dragged on, things just got harder. And 
by the time Krista had met John, she began to picture life differently. It was, I have to say, it was very exciting when I was young and we were, everybody was single and you were all going out and um, it, it got to be a little a little draining, you know, I think the older you got. And after I bought my first condo, um, I, after a while, it, it got to be pretty exhausting. The commute and just the general day-to-day living, going to the grocery store and taking your, your groceries home on a bus is no fun. That's true. I wouldn't even think about that. Yeah, no. It's yeah. not fun. Not as glamorous as During going out. During the winter in Chicago, right? Yeah. That, it's really no fun. There's no Costco trips there. <laughs> No, there, there's no way. And and if you lived in the city, you didn't you didn't have a car, because it was very rare that you could um, that you got a parking spot. When I bought when I did buy the first condo, it came with a parking spot, but like none of my apartments had parking at all. So you would end up just driving around and around and around for you know forever trying to find a spot. I had my car I think for the first six months when I lived in Chicago, and then I just took it back home and left it at my parents. So it just wasn't worth it. Um, Public transportation was definitely the way to go. Yeah. After years of spending a ton of money on rent for essentially what was an oversized closet, Krista decided that it was time to buy. And with the for sale market as bananas as the rental market, she realized really quickly she was looking at condos. But yeah, I was probably about 34 and I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to buy something. I don't really care at this point. I'm, I'm going to buy something. Mm-hmm. And if he, if he likes it cool, if he wants to move in at some point, he can, but it's going to be my condo. So good for you. Mm-hmm. So, girl. so that's what I did. But it was in an, it was in a cool, it was in a neighborhood that we ended up living in for like 14 years together. It was an awesome neighborhood. Yeah, the, the building we were in, I think I think it was 23 floors. It was an older building. It's kind of interesting. It was um, that building and the one next door were the first, first actual condos built in Chicago, like high-rises built as condos. Hmm. And if any, this really shows my age, And but if you guys have ever watched the original Bob Newhart show, have you? Yeah. I lived in Cornell um, Beach, store which was like the sister building that's where bob lived in his entire series so he was either entering or exiting that building for every like every single episode that's really cool but 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 my point is that these buildings are pretty old so they were older high-rises um it was it was gorgeous the second condo that we bought in that building faced the lake it was east facing um, I, we had no view really of any other building. We just we just looked at Lake Michigan. It was gorgeous, oh. but it was older. So that you know, there were a lot of little things that come with an older building, especially an older high rise. We had a lot of special assessments, which was a little tough. We had very high. We had high assessments anyway, and I and I don't. Pretty much all of the buildings along the stretch of Lake Shore, of um, Sheridan Road, which is an extension of Lakeshore Drive, we were at the very end of Lakeshore Drive, the very north end. Um, the the assessments were really high, so we um, we also had a lot of specials because one year I think they redid the balconies, and I think ours was like, I mean, it's like eight thousand dollars, and and you you have to pay it, <laughs> so you either pay it in bulk or you you know get on a payment plan 
and then they redid the um they refurbished the the garage oh and the elevator so they just did it they just pretty much told you they're going to do it and you had to pay for it. there was no like choice no no you have to pay okay. for it and in fact when they were they were working on the garage when we ended up selling our unit and we couldn't close until we paid the full special which was like five thousand dollars so huh just a little fyi assessment fees are payments that homeowners associations collect from owners to cover expenses outside of a traditional HOA. So you have an HOA condo fee, and then on top of that, you have assessments that aren't covered. Special assessments are one-time charges that must be paid by each homeowner for something a little more excessive. As Krista said, balconies, garages, facades, that kind of thing. It, and it, and we could just see that for an older building like that, it, it was going to continue to happen. So another side note, because this is not a YouTube show. Thank God. But we are plagued by our animals. We record in each other's homes. And every time we do... One of our animals goes berserk and wants to join the podcast. This time, it was Pam's cat, Rumsey, who is scratching at the door. And if you listen, you can hear it. She is going to town. Is is that Rumsey? Yeah. <laughs> you see her? <laughs> she's scratching the door, isn't she? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, she's adorable. She's really working it. <laughs> she really I think she needs to come It's like in. she's dancing. She's so <laughs> Stupid human. <laughs> we need a video. What What were you thinking about when you were thinking about your next decade yeah. or two decades or whatever? I think. I mean, we were thinking that we definitely needed space. We'd like outside space. We had a We had a great balcony in our um in our two you know our two bedroom condo, but we spent so much time like just kind of sitting on the balcony, like just watching. So I did not know Krista and John when they lived in Chicago, not then. But I can tell you this. They are not sitting and watching people. They are going and doing out and about. This is probably why they were really starting to crave a whole different atmosphere. But we we definitely wanted to like more outdoor time and not to share walls. Mm. Because that that was hard. I hadn't even thought of the complexities of sharing walls. It's not like I haven't been in that situation before. It's just been a long time. And it just didn't dawn on me the complications that can happen. Like this one. I think our like our first month in our condo, we we had a neighbor get very, very upset with us because apparently we, she was remodeling her bathroom and, um, and our unit was leaking on into hers, mm. but they were shared pipes in the building. We had no idea that anything was wrong at, at all. We had to get a plumber in to like open up the wall to, to check on the, the building's pipes. And there are just things like that that you can't, that you have very little control over. So we wanted to have more control. So I think that's a, a big part of why we 
you know, eventually wanted to get a house. Things started to get a little exhausting, taxing. Just the everyday extra effort that needed to happen, whether it was getting groceries or even taking your pet out. Krista has this great story of her dog, Sir, who is a pretty large 120-pound lab. And as Sir got older, Sir, well, you can hear. He absolutely, he loved that building. It was so funny. He could, um, when you took the elevator, if we were on it, like people could hear us. He loved riding the elevator and you could hear his tail like banging against, (laughs) wagging and banging against the side of the elevator. But everyone, everyone loved him. But it was, it was kind of a pain because every time, you know, you took him out, you had to go out through the garage, down the sidewalk to the park that was next door. And he was such, he was actually such a good dog that he would not go anywhere else. Like even if he had to go really bad, he would, we had to go to the park like every time. But um, at least you had a when park he did next get, door. That, I mean, that's, yeah, we, that's yeah, very fortunate. We, we also had our, um, our holiday parties in the lobby of the building and every, everybody went. And again, the the party would always be right in the lobby. So right when the door opened, you were like in the Christmas party. And when Sir got a little bit older, um, he, he had a little bit harder time making it to the parks. We were going down in the elevator and it was the party was in full swing. <laughs> and um, it was just me and Sir on the elevator. And we were only on the sixth floor. So we were, it didn't take long to get down to the to the lobby. And um, I saw him squat and I was like, no, no, he's not going to do this on the elevator. So I had my poop bag. I held it underneath him. I caught it. <laughs> the door opened <laughs> and nobody knew. You brought a present. But, Are you serious? Like present. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, if they see this. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, everyone's standing like right outside the door. But yeah, it was a little tricky with a with a dog. <laughs> Starting around 2012, life decided to throw Krista and John a big, fat knuckleball right to the head or to the gut, which forced them to rethink not only the way that they were living their life, but what they were living their life for. John and I had had hoped to have a family. And that didn't really work out for us. We we had gone through years of IVF and um, had you know several miscarriages, and we at that point we kind of just decided you know we have to kind of look at our life a little bit differently and and what we thought we were going to have we definitely knew that we weren't, and so we we needed to figure out what we needed to do for ourselves. So I think that in combination with um, I had been at my agency at that time for like 16 years and we were bought by an agency in Texas. And, um, and so I got laid off the first time I'd ever been laid off from a job. (laughs) And then a couple months after that, John got laid off. So we kind of took it as the, um, the universe is telling us this might be the time, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to make a move, you want to make a change, do it now. And we had always talked about moving someplace with better weather 
so yeah, it, that it polar just, vortex. Those were like seriously like come some back to back polar vortexes. That would make oh me my head gosh, to the hills. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. And and that that's something that made it just made us laugh when we moved here how, you know, it gets a little bit little bit of snow on the ground. Everybody stays home from work. <laughs> During the polar vortex, we I mean, nobody stayed home from work. It was like 30 below and we still were taking the bus and going to work and but yeah, I mean, at those couple of winters and then and then all of the kind of the life changes that happened for us. We just seemed like it just seemed like a good time to to think about what we wanted to do because I kind of felt like if we didn't do something at that time, then we'd probably never do it. Krista and John started applying for jobs anywhere inside Chicago, outside of Chicago. It didn't matter if the role sounded good. They were all in Though secretly after suffering through several years of a polar vortex. They were kind of hoping that there would be something outside the city and even the state. They were looking for a sign, any sign, to tell them what's next. And thankfully, this happened. I had been out of work for, I don't know, a couple of months, and I was kind of losing my mind. I don't, I don't think they fully believed that I was going to move because it was a position for Richmond, and I explained my situation. We got the opportunity for me to start there, but I really don't think that the the people who hired me thought that I would really end up moving. But what we did was, you know, we we flew to Richmond for a weekend. We we kind of looked around. We 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 loved the size of it, and we had. Um, we just, it just seemed like a great a great city. When we landed in Richmond and we went to our hotel, we were like, "Oh my God, look at all the trees!" I mean, this whole place is just—it's just green. It's so true, yeah, yeah. And that's what struck us immediately—that just all of the like the the nature and how beautiful it was. But we, yeah, we visited, and my husband does have a nephew that lives here, and he'd been, you know, he'd been kind of talking about Richmond for a long time. And we knew that he he went to University of Richmond, and he was ne- he was never going to leave. He loves it here. We we decided that we um, we thought that we'd like to do it. This is what I think is so amazing. Krista and John came down for a weekend. They saw some trees. They looked around, got some crowdsourced feedback from a nephew, and they had a good dinner. And then they decided. This place looks great. It has everything that we're looking for. And that's that. They went back and they put their condo on the market. We decided that we wanted to do it. And we, so when we put our condo on the market, it sold within a couple of weeks. And we really, we really didn't think it would sell that fast. I really never thought about the fact that my position was a contractor. (laughs) And now I kind of look back and I'm like, wow. I must have really wanted to leave. For those who don't know, a contract employee is different than a full-time employee. First, you go through an agency. You're not actually employed by the company. Secondly, there actually is no guarantee or longevity of a job. Anything can disrupt the contract. A new hiring manager, budget conflicts, or you could just not work out. 
and relocating as a contractor is definitely a risk. I was pretty confident when I look back on it, but it was good. We're definitely happy that we that we made the move. I mean, I, I feel like as a couple, we needed to do something for ourselves mm-hmm. that was just for us, you know? So what, wherever we moved, I mean, we just, we needed a change. So you rented for what, 30, 40 seconds before you bought? <laughs> it was something super fast. Well, and that's one of the things I would rethink, like what we did at that point. Yeah, I think we, we had a six month lease and we bought our house within six weeks. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like we just couldn't stop ourselves from buying a house. Like we were going to buy one. Yeah, because because why? I mean, like you saw these affordable properties and why not? Well, it, it's so much different in Chicago. Like city, like houses in the city, just either they're not in great neighborhoods or they could be in changing neighborhoods. Um but they're very, very expensive. And um, to, to get something comparable to what we got, I mean, we, we, would have been, we would have been pretty far out in the suburbs, which would have meant like a, a Metra train ride to work. And um, th- this was just so nice because, I mean, my commute went from, you know, being on a bus for, you couldn't really gauge it. I mean, it could, it could have been 20 minutes could be 45 minutes, you know, it just depends on traffic. And, and we were eight miles from downtown, but, um, it went from that to about 12 minutes in a car. That's one thing I did have to kind of relearn how to drive, which was interesting, but. Krista and John's happiness didn't necessarily come from their house, but the new space that they were living in that's the community, the house with the yard, surrounded by nature, and a minimal commute. It's both what they were looking for and kind of what they needed. And I mean, when, one day when, when John was, um, before we got our second car, because we had one car for a long time, when he was picking me up, he saw a bald eagle on the way to pick me up from like work. And it just, it kind of blew his mind. So, I mean, just little things like that were just amazing. Yeah. And it, to, to be honest, we take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. Because yeah. when I was in California, I didn't see that kind of stuff. And yeah, you come here and it's all green and you see like a bald eagle. I mean, it's just amazing. Pam's, Pam's backyard yeah. sounds like a frog concert. Like it's, there are frogs all over the place just singing and she's, you know, there's herons. There's, and yeah. There's a hawks. random black cat out there now too. I'm like, that is not Rumsey. <laughs> Some oh, other cat see? has now come to the window. See, she yeah. runs a cat house. Yeah. Crazy cat lady right here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was, you're still in Chicago during COVID right now, just being stuck in the apartment? I mean, the uh-huh. condo? not having outdoor stuff to do and everything. That That's probably the big thing that I've really, really appreciated is our backyard. I mean, and just, it's beautiful. It's peaceful. I have just loved having a backyard and it just, it's hard to explain when you don't have it for so many years, but the, the ability to just be able to walk outside and like, you know, have your own trees and grass and it's, it's amazing. And it's just, it's convenient to everything. We're in the short pump area and 
it it does it never ceases to amaze me how much shopping there is here and any store that you want is like literally 10 minutes from our house it's a short pump away so i mean they're, they're just convenience things while there are a whole group of people totally ready to shirk all outside responsibilities like mowing grass, there are other folks totally ready to just roll up their sleeves and get into it. I think my ha- the happiest moment I ever saw John um, in our um, with our house, like the first probably the first year, was with his leaf blower. <laughs> Oh, he's definitely a Virginia suburbanite. Oh my gosh. He loves the leaf blower. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's not even, it's just blowing them around, right? I don't know where he's blowing them. But he got one of the big, big ones, you know, the big backpack ones. And he he, he has fun. I mean, but I, it was funny because I when he first got that, I was watching him in the backyard and he was, he was just so happy. <laughs> we're like the weirdest older couple that are you know going from the condo to a house you know usually people go the other way yeah it's nice to it's nice to have control i think over what you're doing to your house i think since we moved in we replaced the um the heat pump the roof and all the floors Mm -hmm. And new appliances. So, I mean, so we're trying to do things, you know, slowly, but pay for them as we go. And, and now we're onto the kitchen. And you, you guys both, if I'm not mistaken, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if not, I've got this really great story in my head. So you might want to let me just go with it. Right? But did okay. you two not replace some boards on your deck? Just you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Old school with a hammer. With a hammer. Nice. Well, what else would yeah, you with use? With a hammer and a, ha- and a handsaw. Uh, well, that's something. Right. The handsaw. I was like, what else right? did you use a hammer? <laughs> but the right? handsaw, that's pretty yeah. amazing. I, well, yeah, we're kind of old school. So <laughs> I, I think we, well, and I have to, in full transparency, the duck's half done. So. Well, I mean, I think that's amazing though. Because it was fun. You didn't, you didn't have to do that. Any of yeah, that. Yeah, I love it. I love that you do it yourself and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I lived in California for many years where I was renting. I didn't own, but, you know, renting and stuff like that. And same kind of stuff. You can't really, you can do stuff, but it's not yours. So that's when I moved here and had the house. It's so fun to do stuff that's yours and you can do what you want and everything. So I totally get that. Well, there's something really liberating on making some substantial changes with your own hands, Mm -hmm. even if it's curb appeal. Yeah, I did this. Digging up plants and reorganizing the outside so it can look the way you want it to or where you picture it Mm -hmm. and figuring out what that means. That's pretty liberating. Frustrating sometimes too. It totally is. Yeah, Yeah. John has really loved, I mean, the point we've gotten to with our front yard and it's taken a long time because it was all green weeds, you know, at first. But, you know, we have great grass now and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a great hobby. And even the, um, what we really enjoy in the backyard now too is um, all the birds, you know, we've really gotten into like our bird feeders yep. and just all the different birds that come through here. And yeah, it's, I mean, little things like that we really, really appreciate. To close out this interview, we asked Krista a question that we presumed we knew the answer to. Shame on us. That's what we get. Because boy, 
did she surprise us? Is this your happy place? Like, are you guys done moving? I'm, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Um, we, we may have one, I mean, one more like retirement move in us. You and it might be someplace like desert like. Really? <laughs> Whoa. Bye, <Yeah>. green. <laughs> like Arizona yeah. type thing? Maybe. Maybe. Look at this. I feel like yeah. spoiler alert. I know, right? Like, what this just is. I mean, we talk about it. Yeah. Um, Arizona, maybe Vegas. <gasps> yes. You are a fan of Vegas. Me too. Yes. Yeah, I'm a fan of Vegas. Yeah, we both are. But um, but yeah, we, we might, um, we may or may not live in a storage container. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> We've talked about that too. Container houses. Yeah, they're, they're freaking fancy. For Pam and I. The greatest thing about these obsessed with homes conversations is the fact that we learn something when we look really deeply into a story. It's not just us learning, but our guests are learning too. It's really special to be a part of that moment when somebody realizes the growth that has happened during this particular time. Like this. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's one thing that our move did was it made us a little bit braver. We we did it. You know, we, we kind of took a, a chance and we did it. And sometimes I do look back and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. <laughs> and we actually live here now. I mean, sometimes I still feel like that because I lived in Chicago for so long. But I think because we did it, we wouldn't be as afraid to do it again. It wasn't, it wasn't easy, you know, starting over like in a new place. It wasn't quite as easy as I thought it would be because, you know, it took John a while to get established and get a job. But yeah, we might do it again. I don't know. But it also, I guess, wasn't as hard as you feared it might be. Like if you dwelled on it too much, you might would have said, oh, this is so hard. You know, what if, what if you might would have, what if yourself to death? We, we, yeah, and we definitely didn't do that before we left. But we could have, yeah. you know, there could have been a million reasons why we wouldn't have moved. But yeah, we always talk about it. Get, yeah, get out of your head. Just, just do it. We, you know, you we don't really make, do. Yeah. Like you don't make, you don't know it's the right decision until you make a decision. Just make the decision and go. And that's awesome. You guys just yeah. did. And it turned out amazing, obviously. Yeah, it did. We definitely. Mary, do you remember the, do you remember the picture of us? Um, because we were working together at the time that we sent you from the car. Yes. <laughs> at the time, we had two cats and our 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 dog that we still have. And what was your car? Oh, in a in matrix. In a matrix. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not two the cats, matrix. A French bull- <laughs> no, because yeah. that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But in a matrix. A matrix. Two cats and a French bulldog. And, and all of our stuff just things. piled up in the back. <laughs> right. I mean, we we obviously had our, our movers had already, you know, were moving our things, but we had a lot of stuff in the car. I just remembered, like, driving down Lakeshore Drive and, and being like, I can't believe we're doing this. But felt proud of us that we, we did. And we wholeheartedly agree, Krista. The courage that... She and John continue to demonstrate is inspiring. I mean, Vegas next? How cool is that? And if you're inspired by big moves, don't miss Pam's story. It's a goodie. Also, if you have a story, we'd love to have you on the show. Just visit 
obsessedwithhomes.com. That's obsessedwithhomes.com and click on contact us. Till next time.